right, the JMJ Missions Podcast, episode two of season four. We're getting, man, this is like a big deal. It's like episode two of season four, you know? We're not, I know, we're not we're, really we're, uh, new to this anymore. I know, we're pumping them out, and we have a guest. Yeah, we apologize. We're on Zoom, and the reason we're on Zoom, if we cut out here and there, is because we have a very special guest that we met in a very, very interesting way, which I'm going to explain. His name is Glenn Meyer. Uh, Glenn is an awesome dude, a very devout Christian. Um, and he also, uh, a fun fact about Glenn, and maybe you can talk about this, really good at dancing, as I've seen on his social media. He's like an amazing uh, dancer um, and uh, has a cool testimony, cool story about his conversion to Christ, or I guess reversion, conversion, whatever you want to call it, uh, that he's going to share with us. We're so happy to have him. And over the last couple of years, he's just been a good friend of mine. We connect every now and then uh, just to keep things going ever since our very interesting first uh, conversation. And so, Glenn, we're happy to have you on uh, on our podcast. Hey, glad glad to be invited. I'm so upset that season four, episode two, I was supposed to be on in season one, episode three. <laughs> but I'm glad it took us uh, better late than ever. <laughs> That's so funny. You're absolutely right. I literally, I have to admit this. I've been, like, I asked Glenn three years ago, before we started our podcast, if you'd like to be on the podcast right when we were getting started, he's like, oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. And then I was like, great, great. And we never had him on. And then I asked him again like a year later. He's like, sure, yeah, whatever. And I was like, great. And then a year later, I asked him again. He's like, sure, yeah, whatever. And now we're, we're, we finally have him on. <laughs> Dan, why didn't you like hammer that down? I don't, I don't know. I got, we got, I got stuff going on. I don't know. I can't even explain why <laughs> that is. That's unacceptable, yeah, this, Dan. We could have been I, having like free salsa lessons on the side. We really probably could have. And Glenn yeah. gave me some amazing Bitcoin advice. We were just talking about it before we started recording. So, so Dan, had ago, you? And I never took him up on it, and I would have made a lot of a lot of money if I did. Yeah. So Dan, had we actually had Glenn on this podcast three years ago, we'd be professional dancers. I'd probably be married by now because I would have attracted someone by my dancing skills, and we'd own <laughs> and we'd own houses from Bitcoin. So like, so Dan, right. like, way way to go, Dan. This is this is all your fault. My my lack of initiative in actually contacting Glenn and getting this going has caused a multitude of lifelong like major problems like <laughs> sins like you you should probably go to confession like right after this podcast I, honestly like <laughs> like i can't think of anything objectively sinful about it but i probably just should anyway that's how bad that is. and the priest like like when you say it, the priest like his jaw just drops like oh, after oh you... definitely like dude what is wrong with you what is your problem <laughs> yeah. that would be his reaction in the confessional <laughs> uh so before we get to any of that again we are for anyone new listening we are jmj missions like jesus mary and joseph missions this is one of the many things we do we're on social media uh and we give talks and retreats if in case you need us if you want to support us you can do that from spotify for podcasters.com or just go to our website for more information on all that please most of all pray for us so uh without further ado we're gonna get to i say that a lot without further ado i don't maybe i gotta find find like a new segue like comment to make regardless um without further ado we're gonna get to the the real segment, which is Glenn's testimony and how he came to Christ. And before that, I'm going to tell a pretty interesting story of how I met him, which is even it's crazy. Uh, so you won't want to miss it. And we'll come back in just a second with that. And we're back. And that was a very interesting cutaway because we all just kind of looked at each other and we're just like, all right, we're just going to give it a few seconds because we're editing differently because of Zoom. So really, I, we Yeah, didn't... I always forget about that on Zoom that we just have to stare at each other awkwardly during that part. Yeah, we didn't go away <laughs> at all. We just kind of st stood here. 
Uh, all right. So before Glenn gets to his, his testimony, which is really cool, because um, I did see a video on it and then talked to him about it once before, I want to tell you how I met him and how we came in touch with him. Um, it goes back to three years ago. Uh, I w- had a question in my mind. I was thinking about different religions, all the religions of the world, and I was praying about it. And I thought to myself, you know, like, Lord, I know that you're present in the church, in, in Christianity, uh, as, as Catholics, I would say, as, as, in Catholicism, to its like fullest extent. But what about other religions, and how should I think of that? Like, I can't imagine you're going to send everybody to hell. Yet at the same time, I know Jesus is the truth, and, and I would never want to deny that that Jesus came and he's the son of God and that, you know, he established all this. So how do I think of other religions? And I was so bugged by this question. I knelt down in the floor, the hardwood floor of our apartment to a, a, a icon of Christ, the teacher. And as I'm praying to Christ, the teacher, I said, Lord, you got, and I said, this, just what I told you a second ago, please give me light and insight into this idea of other religions, how I should think of other religions. And I, it was a really hard prayer. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, Every now and then you pray for something and it's like so heartfelt, like you just kind of know the Lord's hearing it and answering it. And um, later that night, I'm watching near-death experiences, just videos of near-death experiences. And I start to I start to nod off. I start to doze off on the couch and, and of our apartment. And then all of a sudden, as I start to doze off, I hear, it sounded like it was audible, but I know it was in my mind like I was dreaming. But I heard it was like two people having a conversation. And literally, this is the weirdest thing. And audience, I hope hope your listeners believe me. I would never lie about this. I literally hear as I'm nodding off the words, Glenn Meyer, Glenn Meyer. I'm like, what? And I wake up and I'm like, first, my first thought was like, who the heck is Glenn Meyer? Like that was my, that was like all I thought in my mind. Like, what does that even mean? And then something told me, something said, search it. So I'm like, okay. So I literally, I'm on YouTube. I was drifting off watching YouTube. So I grabbed the remote and I start typing in and Glenn, I don't know how I knew, I knew how to spell your name too. I spelled it with the, the right amount of N's. I spelled your last name correctly. because There's a few different ways to spell it. And it wasn't Myers. It was like, it wasn't like plural, right? Not that it's plural, yeah. but, <laughs> but it was just Meyer. And I knew how to spell it. And now I found out later, there's a jazz musician, like with your same name, drummer mm-hmm. guy. He's like all over YouTube. In this situation, as I, as I type this in on YouTube, only three videos, the main videos come up and Glenn is on there. Like the Glenn you're hearing right now on this podcast, he pops up <laughs> like the, he's, he's the, he's the real Glenn Meyer, right? He's not like, you know, he's like the real, the real one. Okay. So not this drummer jazz guy, our Glenn comes up on the screen and <laughs> quiet down. It's laughing on a screen. Cause I called him our Glenn. Glenn, you don't mind that, right? Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm your Glenn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so third video pops up. And it's a very nice, I forget the, the guy's name, a young Muslim guy, almost looked like a kid, probably early 20s. Oh, I, I know who he is, yeah. Very nice guy. It says, traditional morality, colon, and a conversation with Glenn Meyer. I'm like, that's weird. So I click it. And it's, Glenn, you're being interviewed by this guy. And you're basically, the, the topic of the, this discussion was that there are certain values that just transcend all belief systems. And that there's just certain things that Muslims, Christians, Jews, just good people, anyone throughout the world can agree on are good things. And our society is falling away from those good values. Mm-hmm. And it was ex- an exact answer to the question that I had asked, Lord, how do I think of other religions? You know what I mean? And of course, like I, we're devout Catholics, we're devout Christians. It's like, obviously, I would never divulge from the truth. And we believe that Jesus is the truth and, and he's the only truth, right? But like 
there's bits and pieces of him all over the place, and you can kind of just see the world falling away from him in general, and even people of other religions are picking up on that, and that's exactly what your video, what you said was about, and you were representing the Christian perspective with this guy who interviewed you. My jaw was on the floor. I could not believe it. This was an answer to my question. This Glenn Meyer dude who I heard like in my head was a real person. I thought, my gosh, I got to get in touch with him. So I did. So I, I, I probably, I friend requested you and like Glenn, you were probably so freaked out when I friend requested you, like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? On Facebook, you know? Yeah. He was, he was, he wasn't like low key stalking me, but, um, <laughs> I, va- I vaguely remember he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, um, I want to, I want to tell you something. It's going to sound really weird. But... <laughs> just said it anyway and, and honestly it, it takes a lot of courage to reach out to a stranger to say what you said because people think like wait a minute you're crazy and i i i don't even know you you know but um <laughs> when you reach out to me i was like who's this guy right who's this guy sounds like scammer or whatever right like <laughs> random random person and then um yeah and then you reach out to me i think we were chatting on uh facebook message and you told me the story and then I'm like, given given my experience, I'm like, hmm, that's possible. Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing, that the coolest thing about this whole situation was I looked up a few of your other videos and I saw your testimony, your conversion experience. It was a really, really well put together video. I don't know if you did it or somebody else. I don't know if it's still on YouTube because I couldn't find it uh, last time I checked. But it was your testimony of what happened to you when you were like a teenager. And it's like very similar to what happened to myself and Anthony and our videographer Rocco that caused your conversion experience. So that really jumped out at me too. And that's what gave me the final go ahead to be like, you know what? Like, yeah, let me reach out to him because like, I normally wouldn't do that either. I'm very conscious of things and not like a weirdo. I don't want to freak people out, you know? So, um, very, very cool stuff. I remember telling aunt and aunt, you were really, you were kind of like, what, what are you talking about when I first told you? Yeah, I, I didn't believe, I do remember what you were saying though, that story. And then I think I I asked you if you reached out to him and you said, yeah. And then I probably asked you to, to ask him on the podcast and you said, yeah. And now here we are three years later. Right. It took a little while. took a little while. Me and, yeah. me and Glenn just talked about Bitcoin and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, Hey, you know, you, you never know. Like, like, like God's, God's never late. His timing is always perfect. So who knows who's listening to this right now in 2023. It's yeah. true. You're absolutely right. It's, it's supposed this podcast is supposed to come out when it's supposed to come out. You're supposed to connect yeah. when you're supposed to connect. But That's Glenn, true. I gotta give you, I gotta give you a lot of respect for not thinking it was weird and and drawing off your own almost like supernatural experiences to know that like the Holy Spirit might have been at play. So that was, I want to thank you for that for not you know writing us off. <laughs> yeah, and, and and also it's really interesting because like when you reach out to me, um, I would say like this is this whole idea of like God spoke to me is very prevalent in the charismatic side of the Protestant church. Um, when you told me you were Catholic, I was like, what? Never heard <laughs> of this before. You know? So I was like, Hmm, this is really interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because um, the Catholic church has so much of that. You just don't hear about it. Like it's not, it's just not talked about a lot. Like our yeah. conversion experience came through a woman that read our hearts. That's part of it, you know? So it's just yeah. really cool. So, but until, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. So Glenn, I wanted to know um, if you wanted to explain how you came to the Lord um, and and we can go off that and we'll just ask you a couple of questions because your story is really cool and it's something we can all, um, me and Anthony definitely could uh, draw parallels with. So do you want to just get, yeah, go yeah, ahead sure. and tell us? Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, 
before I, before I go on like uh, sharing my uh, sharing that story, I just want to preface this right, like you know, um, uh, like 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 you guys are Catholics, I'm Protestants, and you know, like we 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 agree on majority on a lot of things. Um, uh, like to me, at least to me, the the, the minor differences like it's not a big deal to me as it, as it is to other people. So um, I'm not trying to knock on anyone. I'm just trying to tell you my story and what happened to my story. I'm not trying to, you know, say this is wrong or who's bad. Like that, that's not what I'm trying to, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. So with that said. Um, totally understand. Yes. Yeah. So I was raised in, uh, born and raised in Singapore. Um, my, my, in, um, my family was a Catholic, born and raised Catholic, you know, um and we would just go to church every sunday so, like mass is like an hour you know when 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 the priest comes up like the when the priest comes up with communion you kind of know you have 15 minutes left before service <laughs> is over right so whenever communion comes you're like all right 15 15 minutes is up and time to go for brunch like that's <laughs> that's how it that's how it usually was and that's yeah that's how i was church. too right yeah exactly um so i just go to church with my family um and didn't really uh read the bible at all um uh, probably by but the bible characters i knew were maybe jesus samson and maybe moses no one else uh you know um but but, but that, that was my background you know and then i think um uh, glenn i'm sorry can i cut you off samson is really random i thought you're gonna say jesus noah and moses maybe that's kind of funny that you guys randomly knew Samson. I got to say that's... Yeah, funny. it's like Samson was like... Samson's like the cool dude who had amazing strength, like Hercules, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. And I remember when I was in like catechism school, um, because I was like kind of like a troublemaker, the teacher made me Judas and I had no idea who Judas was, but apparently like oh i was the judas oh my <laughs> gosh that seems like borderline child abuse to call a kid a judas yeah wait so yeah. did did the, the teacher called you judas or like was there a play like living stations of the cross and you were judas i cannot i feel like it was like um it was a play but we weren't really acting but they needed characters and they were like yep this kid he's the troublemaker he's judas that's hilarious. I <laughs> would <laughs> um, get fired if I tried to make a kid Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that that's uh, that's like hilarious. Okay. You know, Glenn, you'd be like, no, you are Judas. You're responsible of the money. So you are Judas. You're like the right? finance oh, guy. So funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So so I think um, yeah. So like like that that was just um, me growing up, right? And then I think when you know you get to high school, college age, you start to kind of drift away from your faith. So between like maybe sixteen to like sixteen, seventeen onwards, I was like kind of like culturally like Christian Catholic, right? But more like thinking like an atheist, if that makes sense. <laughs> You know, um, in, in terms of like my worldview, my beliefs about the world, right? Um, I think all, 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 all of us have a worldview about how we view the world. So even though I was like, yeah, I, I'm Catholic, but in terms of um, believing in God or what I thought about God and the world was very like atheist. Um, yeah. Then very I common. Yeah. Yeah, really common. You start to drift away in college, you know, and then when you start to go through that age, you're like, I think I know everything, you know? <laughs> Who can tell me 
this, right? Um, so it's really, uh, really common. Um, then, then what happened was when I was, um, and mind you, I was still go to church with my family. Like nothing changed. I, like in terms of like church attendance, like ten, like I probably miss like once a week, but every Sunday you catch me there, nine a.m., nine or nine thirty, I'll be there, right? Um, especially during Christmas service, midnight, midnight mass. But then uh, I think when I was um, 21, my dad, uh, he he passed away suddenly. And then I was just like feeling really upset. Also because I'm the oldest child in the family, I felt like I didn't get to spend enough time with him. And I was just hanging out too much with my then girlfriend, you know? Um so it's like I was spending more time with the girl instead of hanging out with my dad. And my dad's my dad's trying to spend all this time with me. And all of a sudden he just died of a heart attack. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst son in the universe. Yeah, um, I, I understand. I remember that you mentioning that in the video and that that you were only kind of one of that girl to come. Didn't you get like in an accident or something? And yeah, yeah. In the so hospital? I, I, yeah, I I had like a I had like a surgery. Uh I, I had a minor surgery. And I remember what happened was um like I tried to get my then girlfriend to visit me in the hospital, um, but she wouldn't visit me in the hospital if my parents were there, right? And what happened was my dad came after work, he bought my favorite meal and he he he, he brought my meal and said, hey, you know, I thought you were like this, right? And the moment he came, I told him like, hey, can you please leave? Because this girlfriend of mine wants to see me and if you guys are here, she's not going to come see me and I want to see her, you know? Um, and, and my dad was like, okay, fine. You know, and then he left the hospital room and that was the last time I saw him. I didn't know that I would not, the next day he would pass away. Right. So it, it was really uncomfortable for me. Did, that yeah. probably, that probably stuck with you for a long time. Did you like beat yourself up over that for a while? Yeah, definitely. I, I beat myself up the next entire, I, I actually resort to like a self mutilation. I'll carry like a box cutter everywhere I went and whenever I got triggered or whenever I got upset I would just like slice a piece of myself right um and and the reason why I was doing that was I want because like on the outside I, I looked fine but on the inside I was being I was really tormented and I wanted my outside world to mimic what I was feeling on the inside Right. So I will start cutting myself. And again, I'm not cutting myself in places where you can see, but it's just more like on my thighs, where yeah. on my uh, on my thighs, where it's like my clothes are always on. You don't get to see it, right? Um, and then during that time I had a friend of mine, uh, she was like, um, hey, you know, like, why don't you take your faith seriously? And she was more on like the Protestant side. And I'm like, Yeah, stop talking to me about Jesus. You know, I'm Catholic, your Protestant is the same thing. Like, I know who Jesus is, and um, and then she was like, what will it take? What well, what will it take, you know, uh, for you to uh believe in Jesus, right? And then I'm like, you know what? You keep talking about all these people with the gift of prophecy. If I meet someone who says something to me that only I know that's in my heart, then I'll, you know, um take my faith seriously. And so again, you pretty much said to her, What what's what's gonna get me to believe is that someone knows what's in my heart and what's bothering me and they can tell me, then I'll take my faith seriously. Yeah, exactly. Wow. 100%. Wow. And again, when I said that, because I hadn't read the Bible before, right? And I didn't believe in any of these this thing. Um, it was almost like in my mind, I was convinced it was a challenge that could not be met. I had already won because, like, 
this thing is garbage. This is impossible. So I'm going to give you the most ridiculous um, test because right. I know it's not going to happen. So Glenn, that, that Glenn was... versus God. You, you you really set yourself up there when you tried to when you tried to Glenn Glenn challenges the Lord to like a duel of like truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then I think about a year later, um, I get a call and and the person was like, Hey, you know, I have I have this uh I had this um prophet guy uh <laughs> uh in my house. You want to come see him? And then at first I was a little bit like cautious. You know, I'm like, nah, I'm not coming. I don't want to come. And then after that, like five minutes later, I call, I call this person back. And then I was like, hey, um, sure, this is my day to prove you wrong. I'm gonna come meet this person. Um, so I went, I, I went on, uh, I, I met the person in the house. And you know how, in in Catholic in Catholic church and mass, right, the the priest wear wears a robe. You know. Yeah. So so when you watch like Gandalf, like Lord of the Rings, he wears a robe. It's like yeah. you know he's in character, right? Yeah. I'm not used to this whole Protestant stuff. This guy is just wearing like jeans and polo t-shirt. So, so, so when I got to the house, I was like, where is this guy with the robe? I'm looking for a man with a robe, but this guy was just wearing jeans and t-shirt. So I was like, what? Who so you were person? looking like a, for like a Moses, like you said, Gandalf, Ten Commandments kind of person. You know, 100%. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, the woman that read our hearts was probably in jeans when she did it too, which is so funny, right? <laughs> right? I'm not even kidding you, right? <laughs> beware of people in jeans <laughs> <laughs> right just normally dress people they'll, they'll, they'll get you sorry keep yeah. going <laughs> yeah so so then um what happened was um um the person came to me and then he was like hey uh you want me to uh, you want me to pray for you now i hadn't really had this experience in the church where somebody come and pray for you like you know like they lay hands on you and pray for but i never had that experience usually it's like the priest says the offering, he prays and dismiss, you know, and then there's maybe your own like personal prayer during confession, but like somebody like laying hands, the whole laying of hands thing very new to me. So I'm just like, I'm just going with it. Right. Um, so anyway, this, this person, um, I was the last person he prayed for and he basically came up to me and he's like, Hey, you have any prayer requests? And I was like, uh, Nope, no prayer requests. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're this prophet guy or somebody with a gift of prophecy, like I'm not gonna give you any hints. Like you should be able to say what you need to say without me telling you who I am. <laughs> and mind you, this guy is new to the family as well. Like no one knows he's he just like a visiting pastor. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he's like, all right, cool. So he, he he takes he takes the anointing oil, he rubs it on, he 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 makes the cross on my forehead, and then I'm like, oh. Now my face is oily. I'm so annoyed with this guy. Now there's oil dripping from my forehead, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. all right. So so it, and then and then he did one thing. He he, he told he he told uh the parents to like stand behind me because he's just like, okay, stand behind this guy, right? Now I've seen YouTube, and I I don't know who Benny Hinn is, but he's this guy who's like flinging his jacket, and people are just like falling down. I've seen stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, oh, this guy is going to try to make me fall. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fall. If he tries to push me, I'm going to hit by this guy. You know, like, I'm ready to hit by him because if he pushes me, he's a scam artist. Right. But anyway, so he puts the oil on my head and he's like, ready? I'm like, yeah, ready. And then he just, he just like lightly lays his hand on my forehead. And the moment he lays his hand on my forehead, I literally fall onto my knees. I just like, just got weak. I was like, what is going on? I'm in a different <laughs> world right now. 
but like three things happened like literally like when it was happening i didn't know what was happening but after that i was like wow that's called getting slain by the holy spirit right <laughs> uh you know like what the bible says right and uh-huh but like my whole body felt like it was on like fire i wasn't burning by fire it was on fire um i tried to like push myself up but i couldn't my, my my legs just got weak just really weak and then um i also immediately started wailing so it's not like he touched me and like i was like whatever it's just like the moment he laid his hands on me i started wailing without even him saying anything right just crying and, and crying yeah i was crying and and that was really significant because like um my dad's you know i didn't even shed a tear i just like didn't didn't even cry at all you know now some people could say like this was just me releasing all that tears i didn't release from back then but it it's not like that like that it, it wasn't a release from because this guy had not said anything he just put his hand on me and i just started wailing and it wasn't like crying is one thing wailing is more like <sighs> <laughs> right you ugly cried I've never cried like that before, you know? Yeah. Glenn, um, real quick. You have an u- ugly cry situation too. I do. I do. But Glenn, real quick, how long after uh, this, like your dad passing away, was this moment that you're saying now? Oh, maybe about just over a year. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious. You can, go, you can go back to it. I was just curious about that. So, you'll actually, we're going to cut right there. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll get to, I know there's, there's more to the story what this guy told you. And we'll come right back to that in just a minute so hang on tight because glenn's story gets even better and we're back with glenn meyer so really cool story so far uh, Glenn grows up nominally Catholic, struggles with a lot of self-doubt and guilt after the um, unfortunate passing of his father uh, and like self-hatred, as he said. No belief system, thought all, it was all fake. It was a girl that you were uh, you said you were, you were talking to, right, that invited you to this the, yep. her house? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay, so a girl invites him to uh, her house because apparently a very holy, uh, gifted, charismatically gifted person is there, which Glenn does not believe. Uh, and Glenn has an experience of resting in the spirit. Now, it's weird because um, that does happen in Catholic circles too, Glenn. I know you mentioned it's more common among Protestant charismatic circles. There, It does happen among Catholic circles. Now, here's what's interesting. I had an experience with resting in the spirit as well. One time in my life, I know exactly what you're talking about. A priest after Mass, he was a, had apparently had healing gifts. After Mass, bless me. The second that this priest's thumb touched my forehead, I went out. I was down for the count. And I was unsure too. I'm going to be honest with you. I was unsure of it too. Because like, you know, and I feel like this does happen. You see it like advertised on TV. You think people just want to get way too into it. It's like all mental. They, and I think this does happen. People get just overly excited about these gifts. And even if someone doesn't have healing gifts, they just try to, you know, kind of yeah. make it happen anyway. And, and it can get really, really showy. And I don't think the Lord likes us being showy with these yeah. things. Um, but I will tell you, it absolutely is real because that experience that I did have, and I was completely impartial. I remember saying a prayer to the Holy Spirit, like, if this is real, Lord, cool, I'll go down like everyone else is. But if it's not, I'm staying up because I'm not like – I don't want to be like yeah. that. I don't just yeah. believe everything I see. And, yeah, I went down fast, and I felt so peaceful and so nice. I didn't I didn't start wailing. Good things. There were so many people yeah. at the church. But I felt so great. So I do absolutely believe you and that resting in the Spirit 100% a real thing. But if I remember from the video correctly, it doesn't stop there. So Glenn continue. And I'll say it one more time without further ado, 
continue, please. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, so number one, I fell backwards. Uh, I felt uh, I started wailing, but then the 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 third thing that happened was what the guy said to me, and the guy the guy said this. He said, uh, "The Lord says." Um, the reason why you've been going through all this pain in the last one year is because you lost your father and you feel like you don't have an earthly father, but I'm here to remind you, you have a heavenly father who loves you, who sees all the pain he, you're going through, the fights you've been going through, you know, with your family, your friends, and he's going to heal you and restore you, you know, back to, he's going to make you whole again. And this uh, was the first time you ever met this priest, right? Yeah, first time, like, no idea who he was. He had no idea who I am, right? So, and then, uh, yeah, so he said all that. And then I was like, how does this guy know this? Like, you know, like, he just got here. Yeah, um, that's the coolest thing ever. That's exactly how yeah. I felt. First time that woman read my heart. Yeah, and, and, and then and then he lifted his hand up. The moment he lifted his hand up, you know, then I I, I could get, get back up on my feet, right? But the way I would describe that feeling about some some force pushing down on you when i was wailing right i wasn't wailing because i was upset i was wailing because i felt so much love it was an outpour of love it's right? like you were being healed in that moment yeah I, I, I almost felt like um wow there's this god who loves me so and i felt never felt so much love in my life <laughs> what did i do to experience this but it was it's just an overwhelming presence of love that caused me to, to 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 cry out like that, you know, and yeah, and and then, and then as soon as like like I don't know if you watch like I'm not a Star Trek fan, but you know in Star Trek people get beamed, they stand in that beam, they get beamed from one place <laughs> to another. It almost felt like you were in that beam when 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 I was trying to like like there was this beam coming on top of me that I couldn't get up, you know. Yeah, like that's how it felt. Um. Yeah. So yeah, so then I was like, so then as soon as he took his hand out, I could I could get up on my knees and wipe my tears away. And I was like, what just happened? And then at that moment, I remind I remembered what I the challenge, you know, I, I gave my friend a year ago. And then I'm like, man, this actually really happened. So now I'm in a position, right? I could say that, you know what, this is just a coincidence and just brush it off. And I'm you know, human beings, we are very good at talking ourselves out of things and reasoning ourselves out of things, right? Right. right. And then I said, oh, I, oh, I could really be, be like, man, this Jesus person is real. You know, um, it's like you've been hit by a truck. You can't deny you've been hit by a truck, you know? So I was just like, wow. Um, so then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start uh, reading the Bible. I kind of accepted Christ again, you know, went through the whole spiel. But that was when I knew like, uh, you know, Jesus was real. God was real. Because that's me that's, about, like, that's specifically what you asked for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, 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 like the 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 urge to cut myself was immediately gone. You know, some people they get instant healing. Some people healing takes a while longer. It's different for everyone. You don't know, right? God knows. But for me, it was right. just like I. It's like imagine like somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever whatever stuff they have dealing with. Within that second, it's just gone. All of a sudden, no urge to do any of these <laughs> things anymore, right? That's that's what happened to me, you know. And and right. I, and I recognize that a lot of devout uh, Christians kind of want that experience, you know. But this kind of stuff, all it, it doesn't happen to like ninety percent of the, of the population, you know. So <laughs> I, I consider myself very fortunate to 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 get this. And again, I wasn't asking for this. You see, I'm I'm sure you've seen yourself like many devout Christians 
very devout Catholics, you know, they they know stuff like that happens. So they deliberately go meet all these people and hoping that while the person prays for them, something happens to them and nothing happens. And then you have somebody like me trying to prove everyone wrong, not expecting anything. And then I'm like, oh, oh, this thing happened to me. Like, wasn't expecting it. Right. And that's, that kinda, that's funny because, that... remember, we just did, we just did a retreat. Uh and uh in turnersville and um the dre there said god because we gave our conversion testimony and it's a lot like yours um in fact i don't i wasn't as like sad and like you know this this the cutting like yours is really cool really intense but a lot of the similar stuff that we had and she at the end said guys i love your story i totally believe it but like you know i i'm x amount of years old and she's like "I, i have never had anything happen like this to me and i had to explain to her i was like that's great but remember what jesus said to St. Thomas, right? When he shows St. Thomas's wounds, like you believe because you've seen, but blessed are they who haven't seen and just believe because they know it's right. So the way I phrase it is, unfortunately, people like me and you and Anthony and Rocco, who's our videographer, like we needed to be hit over the head with like miraculous experiences by God to believe, you know? (laughs) Um, Whereas a lot of people, if they they just believe because they know it's true and they know it's good, and we all have that voice that just tells us that it is the Holy Spirit, but good for you, you know? Yeah, and, and and this is to also encourage people who's listening, right? Even if you never once had an experience, it doesn't mean you don't know God or you don't need miraculous experience to know God is real or God is with you, right? It's just that that's just how God chose to re- reveal himself to us. I don't know why he did it to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just take it for what it is, you know? Um, in fact, I, I think, you know, kudos to you. Like, if you, if you haven't had any experience and you're still a faithful follower of Jesus, like, that's even better, right? Yeah, it shows yeah I, you don't, you I don't agree with that, Glenn. Yeah, because like, yeah. like if I didn't have my experiences that I had, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So for someone to not have that stuff and to get into it is even better. But Dan, it's yeah. interesting that, that you mentioned um, St. Thomas because he told Jesus exactly what he needed. He, or he told the apostles what he needed. He was like, unless I see his wounds and put my finger in his side, uh, I'm not going to believe. And then Jesus showed up and let him do what he said. So wow, it's like that's Glenn, exactly what Glenn did. That's exactly what Glenn did. He said what he needed, and then what he needed actually happened. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, mm-hmm. it's sometimes people can be like, you know, you like Bible says don't put God to the test, right? You know, and there are some people who are like, I'm gonna test God, and if it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna believe. And I know, like, when I said it, I didn't say it as a, as a form of testing God. I was just more like, I didn't believe this. Yeah, I think it was more, it was. Yeah. It's a form of honesty rather than trying to yeah. be like, oh, God, if you're real, then do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's amazing. And all of the self-loathing just went away. So, I mean, look, what, what, how beautiful is that? That, you know, like, like you have so much doubt and struggle. You know, the devil is really messing with you. That's what he, he loves getting us with those negative thoughts about ourselves. You know, I tell the yeah. devil always tries to attack. And then in just that one moment, it was all healed. I mean, that is the coolest thing ever. And you had a very similar moment. You said, you say on the retreats, the time that you ugly cried was, um, I, I forget what, when it was, but you, I remember you mentioned it the last Yeah, retreat. it was after my first confession, but it was my first real confession in like seven years. And I just got rid of all my sins. I was on a retreat and I like got the absolution and I just, same kind of thing. It was just that like that release. I wasn't, I don't want to call it, I wouldn't say that I was wailing, but it was definitely like a form of like, a, yeah, of like a release cry. Yeah. And you know, Mm -hmm. those cries are like really nice because it's like a state of such vulnerability, but it's good vulnerability. Like look at Jesus on the cross. Like that's vulnerable. You know what I mean? And and those moments were being humble and we're letting out 
all of our issues. And so I want to encourage the listeners too. Like Glenn, I love how you said it. Like you're never too far from God. If you haven't had these experiences, it's okay. Like you still, you still know God just as well as anybody. In fact, you probably didn't need these experiences. So what I want to say is on that same note, like if you're struggling with something with, with negative thoughts about yourself, negative thoughts about um, just maybe anxiety, sadness, whatever, like make an active effort to dump all that onto the cross. Cause Jesus wants to take that from every yeah. single one of us and heal us, you know? Yeah, and, and and I want to say just to encourage the listeners as well, you know, like like the twelve disciples of Jesus, they they were many different characters, like Peter, Peter, and like the the sons of thunder, right? They they called James and John the sons of thunder because they were hot headed people, you know, right. the hot headed people, disciples of Jesus. And then you have people like Thomas who's like, I want to ask all these questions, the skeptics, you know, (laughs) in God's economy, there's there's room for many different characters and God's going to meet you where you're at, you know? So it's like, whatever it is, if if you're like, God is real, you know, just pray. He's going to answer it, you know, Uh, on his timing. But, but there's definitely room for, for, uh, you know, um, people from many different backgrounds, characteristics, God made you. He knows who you are. He knows how you function as a human being, you know. Um, and you just need to have an open heart. I I think that that oh that that even though I was up, I was really upset. I generally I have a very open temperament, you know. I'm like all right, just show it to me, you know. <laughs> uh, if it's there, I'll believe you, right? So. Yeah, I think having that open mind, not being closed off. You can ask your questions. You can be skeptical, like Thomas. But at the end of the day, like be open. If something does happen to you or if you get an answer to a question you had, a spiritual question, and God gives you an answer, be humble enough to accept that answer. Because some people, they get the answers they're looking for, but they don't want to hear those answers and they kind of are closed off to them, you know? And and the thing is, is like I would say this, you know, um, Christianity may not be able to answer all these questions that we face exhaustively, right? But it's pretty darn it's pretty it, it's able to answer a lot of questions that we face existentially not exhaustively but if 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 the same questions you have and you ask a different worldview to explain or you seek answers to these questions they're not going to be able to answer these questions the way christianity is able to answer these questions um again it, it, it doesn't need to answer it doesn't need to check check every t and dot every single i but it's able to you know provide a really reasonable framework as to why we face the things that we face and you, know, it's you so funny. those same questions yeah is that so many of the questions you're talking about that people have these existential questions we don't realize it but like the church fathers or thomas aquinas or augustine normally answered that and gave a pretty good answer for it like a thousand to eighteen hundred years ago <laughs> you know what i mean oh like, yeah so exactly, many of them have been right, answered yeah. it's like so That's, cool you know yeah we, we we have a breath of literature you know and and other worldviews like i would say like Islam, uh, Hinduism, New Age spirituality. Like if you put these same questions to to these worldviews, they give you very, very different answers. And I I think that the number one question people often ask is the problem of pain, right? And just go ask from a Muslim view or New Age view, like what is pain? What is suffering? What is evil? Like they're not able. To, again, I may be biased, but I think you know. I, I I've seen I've seen the the answers to these questions. They're not there. <laughs> they're la- they're found lacking. I say I would say they're found lacking. Yeah. Yes, I totally understand. And again, like the way I found you was asking God about other religions, and the answer I got from you from the video that I saw was that 
hey, like there's a lot of good in other religions and like everyone kind of knows Jesus in bits and pieces. But at the same time, yes, I agree with you there. Like Christianity, uh, I, I with the Catholic Church, I love the idea of redemptive suffering. I'm always talking about that. Um, just yeah. like it answers so many of those questions. So I totally agree. Now, Glenn, I got one more question for you after all this. After that experience, how did you change? Like, what did you what did you change after this experience in your life? Yeah, I would say that, like, you know, it took me about maybe five to six years to start living proper, proper, like a Christian, you know, <laughs> call that sanctification. I think at least from that moment on, I knew God was real. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like put him in the drawer and be like, yeah, let me, let me get to you later. Right. I knew without a doubt he was real. Jesus was real. No one else could convince me otherwise. Um, but it took me a while to kind of realize what does that actually mean for my life? And if I'm saying I'm a disciple of his, like, what does that mean out of me? And what does that require from me? Right. Mm -hmm. So that takes a kind of little maturing. So it took me about five, six years to get to that place, you know? So um, for all those uh, people who just became brand new Catholics and are really like, Whoa, you know, just hold your horses on <laughs> other Catholics who may not be living like you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone has that different path. You know what I mean? And it, and it yeah, yeah. Take, takes a long time. One of our friends, like, he had the same experience as us, but it took him a couple of years to phase out some of the um, the, mm -hmm. the, the bigger sins he was kind of addicted to. And honestly, it, it took me. Like, I remember it took me about six months to phase out yeah. some of the bigger sins that I was addicted to, even after these these miracles. And, of course, we're still not perfect. You know, everyone's still yeah. working. We, we all still need the Lord's forgiveness. You know, yeah. and we're all still working at it. So it's funny that you, it's great that you admit that it took you five or six years. That's probably yeah. that, that humility is probably what the Lord saw in you. You know what I mean? Like I can, <laughs> yeah. If you can admit that it took you five or six years to actually like be, start yeah. living the way you should have, like that's that's I like the humility. <laughs> I think uh, I would say this. Let me let y'all in on a little secret. You are gonna die a sinner. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying therefore continue sinning, but I'm just saying on your deathbed, <laughs> guess what? You still you're still a sinner, right? So yes. We all we all need Jesus's blood, Jesus's mercy all the times. And the yeah. funny thing is, when you look at the saints, because they were like so holy and they're put on such a huge pedestal, and like from our perspective, they really were like head and shoulders above everybody else. They were always. If you look at their quotes and writings, they're the first ones to say like, "Dude, I need Jesus more than anybody. I'm like the biggest mm -hmm. sinner. I need His forgiveness every second of the day," which is so mm -hmm. cool. Like we did a podcast on Saint Gemma Galgani, probably three or four podcasts ago, Aunt right? And uh, the whole thing there is that. Uh, she was insanely, I mean, you talk about a woman with charismatic gifts and that was like the, the priest that heard her confessions after she died said, yeah. all right, she's dead now. I can't tell you her sins, but I can tell you this. I don't think she ever intentionally purposely did something like bad with a bad mm -hmm. intention her entire life. He said like, she, she sinned, but I don't think she ever even intentionally sinned ever. Right. And she was, she was known to be crying tears saying, Jesus, thank you so much for forgiving me. I'm such a miserable sinner. You know what I mean? Like you're I mean, the best. So put it this way like the 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 foundation of the catholic church uh saint augustine right uh this guy who who's like theology is from him right he like like he he had a he had a womanizing past but even he himself said while he was a christian god give me chastity but not yet you know yeah that's like my like, favorite ah! prayer yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's my favorite prayer <laughs> no i didn't mean personally but not yet. i know i know you know because he St. Augustine has a lot of great one-liners. I know exactly what you mean. Some, he, yeah. he does have some great one. Uh, and what did you say was the random thing that he was talking about? You said you love reading Augustine, oh. but every now and then, like it just it, you're just like, what's he talking about? 
I had to read him over the summer. I had to read confessions like through and through. And then he was talking about like after he had his conversion and how much he, how real God was to him and how much of a waste of time anything else was. So it said like he, he sat down to like start praying or whatever to meditate. And then he noticed the spider making like a really awesome web. And he, <laughs> and he watched this spider make this web for like five minutes and then he felt horrible for wasting time and not thinking about God. And when I when I read that paragraph, I had to like close the book because I was like, I'm so much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Saint Augustine's whole point is to tell you like you're a sinner without Christ's grace. So you yeah. kind of got the whole opposite message of what he's trying to tell you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. well, so that's amazing. So guys, I want to uh, say to the viewers, um, now I know Glenn, it's hard to make content creation is really hard. We're really lucky to have Rocco and we still don't make YouTube videos as much as we should, but Glenn's got some really great videos out. He's got a, uh, pot, he's got a, um, a YouTube channel and it's uh, Awaken TV, right? Is that what it's called? Awaken yeah, TV? Uh, it's called uh, Awaken TV with Glenn. Um, my Instagram is awaken underscore TV. Um, so yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I've noticed from following you, Glenn, like, Obviously, not a practicing Catholic, practicing Protestant uh, form of uh, Christianity, but there's almost nothing that you mentioned that I actually find myself like disagreeing with straight on or anything like that. It's really good stuff. I do believe Glenn is led by the Holy Spirit in lots of ways. And and Glenn, uh, before we do go, I, I, I would be remiss and I would be doing a disservice if I didn't say, Glenn, you're always welcome right back in if the Holy Spirit pushes you that way. You're always welcome back. Of course, we can't pressure anybody. We're all we're all yeah, sinners. Yeah. We spent this whole this whole podcast being like, yay, yay. But, you know, you're welcome back. Sure, if sure. the spirit leads you. <laughs> so. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn, we'd be happy to have you. And then also maybe <laughs> next time we can we can talk about Bitcoin and salsa dancing, too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys are good guys. I'm happy to come, come on again. Okay. And I have yeah. one last thought. We usually do a devotion. So we do a Catholic devotion that we like just pick from a, a cup right. at the end of every single sure. podcast. Uh, for this one, I'm going to give a certain devotion, and that is that's something we can all actually talk about, which Glenn knows a lot about because Glenn is very well-versed in these things, as I came to find out. The Church Fathers. That's a great – now, it's not really a devotion. You can't really, like, you know, have a – I guess you can have a devotion to the Church Fathers as part of the community of saints. But uh, I want to tell you that we're talking about Augustine, and there's so many other ones with a wealth of knowledge. These guys were very holy, very amazing people in the Church. The Church owes so much of its theology to those early thinkers who mm-hmm. um, got together and figured out what, I mean, think about it, guys. It took 300 years for the church to figure out who Jesus was, you know, the hypostatic union and all that kind of stuff. 300 years because he was such a revelation to the world. So we have those church fathers to thank. So I want to encourage all the listeners, if you have any questions about the faith, chances are one of the church fathers from the ancient times already answered that question. Uh, so go check them out and, um, and see for yourselves. Uh, you guys have any last comments or any any last words? <laughs> no, I think I think that was perfect. Um, Glenn, do you want to lead us in a prayer to close by any chance? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, All right. Dear God, thank you for Anthony and Dan for what you're doing with JMJ Mission. So we pray that this uh, podcast blesses uh, whoever is supposed to listen to it. You know who's supposed to listen to this. Uh, we pr- uh, we continue to pray for their encouragement and what they do, uh, send resources and people to them. And we pray that um, you continue to encourage us so we can, leave your, we can lift your name up high so that everyone else can see that you're the light of the world and we are your representatives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Glenn, thanks a lot. Appreciate having thanks. you on. Take care. Bye. God bless.